When I made the switch last summer away from my DIY and home decor blog and switched to just focusing on helping parents with homeschooling, I noticed something over and over again on social media. And this was parents asking for the, in quotes here, best program for homeschooling. What does this mean? And what are these parents really even saying? Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, homeschool Mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. Parents today have been conditioned to think that they themselves, in what they can provide for their kiddos of you know, education age for their students, they're being taught and conditioned to think that what they have is not enough. And that's what we're going to dive a little bit here into today. But first, last announcement that I'm going to make about this. This podcast has hit 10,000 downloads. This was a couple weeks ago, even. (laughs) So it's gone even beyond that. But to thank you for your support and listening and sharing this podcast, I am giving away two free 30-minute coaching sessions. To enter the giveaway, all you need to do is leave a review for this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Whether you do that from your phone or you do it from a desktop, go ahead and take a quick screenshot of it either before you hit enter or after it has posted. Now, I do want to tell you that it takes two to three days for it to show up. Don't worry, you'll be okay. But send it to me in an email just so that I can combine names and email addresses with maybe the nickname that you might use for your Apple ID. But the closing date for this, you have to submit a review by Sunday, April 10th. So be sure to get that in. And I'm, I'm so excited to be able to do these coaching sessions. I just, I love it. So basically we'll sit down just over a Zoom call and talk about anything you want when it comes to the homeschool lifestyle. You can ask me any questions and I can help you figure out some things that maybe you're struggling with or a direction. But quick, go ahead and get in on that giveaway. Only a couple days left. All right, let's dive into this topic. And I'm going to start this off by saying I got myself into some trouble here (laughs) talking about this topic on Instagram back last summer. I mean, I don't really care. I don't care what a bunch of strangers they got themselves all worked up and upset about it because it hurt their feelings. They were a little upset. Not, not that I did it in a mean way. It was not, I wasn't meant to be malicious or anything. I was just trying to create an awareness of what, what they're even saying when they're just looking for the best program. All right, let's back it up here a little bit and be reminded that before, guess what? Before the dawn of the internet and pretty much mostly the past few years even, our lives have been very small. We have lived, humans have lived very small lives. I don't know what the statistic is, but you can look back 100 plus years and people really only maybe knew, I'm going to just take a guess here, it was like 10, 15, 20 miles from their home. That's really all they ever went their entire lives and maybe only knew what was going on within a few miles of where they lived. And they were fine and they were content and they were happy. 
And then also, prior to the beginning of compulsory schooling here, that began in the mid-1800s in the United States, how in the world did people learn without getting on a bus and being brought to a building and being taught by certified people? (laughs) That was completely sarcastic. But just think about those things. We just, people have lived smaller lives and before compulsory schooling, they still learned and lived. And like I said, we're content and we're happy. And we have this thought in our mind that that was a bad thing and, and we've come so far. And today, you know, we sometimes can think about those people and guess what? They weren't stupid. Have you ever read the Federalist Papers? Probably not. Not that you couldn't understand them. But these, the Federalist Papers were read by common farmers. This was published in the late 1700s in the United States. Common people, farmers, just anybody that could read, which if you, that's a whole other topic. We'll go into, you know, a literacy rate and how that really hasn't improved with compulsory schooling. I'm just going to throw that tidbit out there. You can, you can run with that one, (laughs) but here we are now. Okay. So, oh, talking about the Federalist Papers and they could understand them and they had discussions and, you know, it wasn't anything that was far beyond. This is like written by, you know, those who maybe were more scholarly or were more educated, possibly not all, but they could be read by the common man and understood and discussed. And here we are 100 plus years later with the state-run educational system, and we have a few generations that have been through this, I'm included in that, and we just can't comprehend the fact that, guess what? Parents could teach their own children. That feels so foreign to so many of us, and that is exactly what I'm going to be talking about here today, and what do I mean when I talk about a best program? I noticed this, like I said earlier, this trend in 2021, maybe it was going on earlier, but I just wasn't paying attention, but I'm seeing over and over again, I'm pulling my kid out of school. So parents are recognizing for whatever their reasons are, they didn't like what was going on in their either private school, as far as maybe state or whatever it was, they wanted to pull their child from school and, and kudos to you. I mean, I'm like silently clapping over here. That's fantastic. I love that sentiment. However, what they were looking for was to take them out of one, in quotes here, program and throw them into another program. They just wanted something that was going to be slightly different, not either be teaching or have um, certain policies in place that they didn't agree with, but they still wanted to continue to live their normal life like they were, just throw my child into another program. Basically, they wanted a quick fix. And us veteran homeschoolers were just saddened to see this because we know another way. We know how fulfilling and rewarding and the benefits of homeschooling can be. And we're just seeing over and over again. And and I tried to engage with some people and they just, they didn't get it, unfortunately. And, And it really gave me, I guess, let's say it gave me more fire lit under me to get out there more and to talk to more potential homeschoolers and those who are homeschooling to encourage you to do so, to do it a different way. Don't trade one program for another program. So what what is a program? What do I mean by a program? What do these parents mean when they say, what's the best program for my kid? Basically, they're looking for a ready-made, 
quick fix, some type of most likely online because they're looking for something, you know, not necessarily in person because that's much harder to find, but I'm going to take my kid out of the school. I'm not going to put them on the bus or not going to do the drop off at the door and they're not going to go to the school down the street. However, I'm sure that the way that that educational system uh, was running is great. So therefore, I just want the same thing, but different. I just want to put my kid in front of a computer and I want somebody else just to teach them, to tell them what to do. So why are these parents asking for a program? A couple of reasons is what I suspect. One of them is that they can't imagine anything differently. It just feels so overwhelming. And if you are brand new to homeschooling, thinking about it, there are a couple of episodes back where I talked about, let's see, the first one of them was like the one thing you need to homeschool. And then the other one was like seven steps to homeschooling. So you can go ahead and pop back and listen to those. And I get it. If you don't have exposure to homeschool families, then you have no idea what the, what the potential is, what the whole entire lifestyle could possibly look like for you. And I felt the same way. I knew one family. One one family that homeschooled. And over the years, I've gotten to know more. And this is why there are a lot more of us homeschoolers sharing on social media so that new homeschoolers can see what it actually can be. It's something that your family gets to create. So I think one of the one of the couple of reasons is people can't see it being any other way. We have been so I hesitate to use the word indoctrinated because people get worked up over that, but I'm gonna use that word. We've been so indoctrinated that there is one way of learning and only one way to make, you know, to lead to success in, we'll say education, we'll use that word. Another thing that I think holds a lot of people back is the fact that homeschooling, like real homeschooling, not just a program, and that doesn't mean, doesn't mean it's, you shouldn't use outsourcing of things. That's not what I mean. When I mean homes program, I mean like all-encompassing. I'm just going to sign my kid up, whether it's going to cost me money or it's going to be free. I'm going to put him in front of the computer and I'm going to be completely hands-off. That's what I mean by the program. And that's what people actually do mean because they might also realize that there is a sacrifice, especially when you have younger children. If you pull a kiddo home from school, that's an elementary school and cannot be left home alone. That's going to be a sacrifice. What what's what's going to happen? Is someone going to, is one of the parents going to um, quit their job, leave their job and stay home? Do you need to find someone to stay with them? Can they stay with family? You know, there's a lot of logistics. Homeschooling requires sacrifice. And I've talked about this on other episodes and how we have lived most, well, I mean, even most of our marriage on one income, but definitely since having children and definitely since um, homeschooling. Yeah, I kind of dabbled in a little bit of things here and there, but it is definitely possible to live and homeschool on one income. Graduated my oldest kiddo. We've gone all the way through. I've got a high schooler and a middle schooler right now, but it requires sacrifice. It might mean that you don't, that one parent needs to leave their job. It might mean, I know this one's going to hurt. It might mean moving to a smaller home, something with a smaller mortgage. It might mean not taking the trips that you usually take. It might mean, buying things from the thrift store as opposed to brand new. It might mean bartering. It might mean a lot of things and it requires a sacrifice. And this is something else that our culture and our society has taught us to feel is really uncomfortable. But I'm going to tell you that once you make that first step, that first sacrifice, that's the hardest one. It's the hardest one. And once you've done that one, 
I'm not going to say that all of them are easy, but it gets a little bit easier and a little bit easier. And as you adjust and you move into the homeschooling lifestyle, it just becomes who you are. And the sacrifices, they're, they're never, they're no longer, I don't call what we do. I don't say it's a sacrifice or anything because this is what I want. This is what brings my family joy. And it leads to raising the children that I want to become young adults and adults and to put out in the world. So these two reasons, the the difficulty in seeing, living and educating a different way, as well as the sacrifice, I get it. Those, I mean, it's just as a part of our culture and our society right now. So I don't fault parents. I'm doing this podcast, this episode right now in hopes to make you aware of it and to recognize it. Once we can recognize something, we can make changes about it and we can start to move towards what we really want to do, what our goal is, as opposed to just being stuck in the rut of, well, this is what everybody's doing. This is what our entire culture is doing. Let me ask you one question, and I really do want you to stop and to think about it. And then I want you to ask this question to other people too. If you need to pause it after I ask this question, just to think about it, go ahead and then hit the play and finish the episode. But here's the question. How great of an education did we, meaning me and you as parents, how great of an education did we get if we are scared to even teach a child how to read? No, really. What kind of education system makes parents feel ill-equipped to teach their child simple things like reading and writing and addition and subtraction? We make this way more difficult. The system has made us believe that we can't do that. We didn't get a degree. We can't do that. Mom, dad, you taught your child how to tie their shoes. You taught them how to skip a rock. You taught them how to climb a tree. You taught them how to get into a car and put their seatbelt on. You taught them how to use a fork and a spoon. You can teach them how to read. You can teach them how to add can teach them how to subtract. You can teach them about the world by going out into it, going on nature hikes. You don't have to have all the answers because guess what? The internet can help you out with that and books can help you out with that as well. Let's jump to the second part of this and what can parents do instead? So here's your answers. So we kind of just dove in and I probably ruffled a couple feathers, got a little, maybe some people a little upset, or maybe some of you are like, yeah, you go girl. That's awesome. You're my people. (laughs) But let's talk about what we can do as parents instead. Instead of saying, I'm going to take my child out of school. What's the best program? I'm just going to take him from one program to another. No, let's not do that. What can we do instead? Well, stop focusing on someone else rescuing you. Someone else doing it for you. Someone else teaching your child. Someone else educating your child. Again, it's okay to bring in other resources. But don't focus on someone else doing it for us. You are the mom. You are the dad, the exact parents that God has planned for your child, for all of your children. Step into the hard. The hard is where we as parents and our children can grow. We need to stop fighting and pushing back the hard things and and thinking that it's a bad thing. Hard is where we learn and where we grow as as people, as children of God. And I'm going to tell you right now, homeschooling, hands down, major sanctification right there. I will very willingly admit that. 
I have grown so much through homeschooling by stepping into the hard, the things that I didn't think that I could do. And I know that you can step into the hard and you can do things that you don't think that you can do. So what can you do instead? Instead of getting on the internet and Googling up some program or something, what can you do instead? You can get to know your child. Step away from the technology. I am anti-technology. I love it because I can get addicted to it, but it can serve a purpose. Allow it to serve a purpose. But if you can take your child out of school and step away from technology for even a few years, if you can, I've talked about it before. My kiddos in elementary school don't use any technology at all. I mean, we'll watch documentaries together, but they don't do any online classes or courses or anything. If they want to learn how to play the piano, I don't seek out some program online. We find a piano teacher local and we do that. My middle schoolers, they do minimal things online and I'm old school. We start out like just with typing. That's it. In the elementary years, I want them outside. I want them with books, whether they're inside or outside, they can take the books outside too, but I want them just exploring and learning about the world around them and with us and with other people. Middle school, I'll add a little bit. In high school is when I've kind of had to add a bit more. I've had to outsource some things because I don't know the higher math. (laughs) I've done what I can, but they also move into college courses and I can't teach a college course that'll give them credit. So they have to do that online. But I want to encourage you to first get to know your child, step away from the technology, learn about them, their learning style, figure out your teaching style. Figure out your entire family's homeschool style. What are your goals? There is so much learning we can do outside of some created program that somebody else has. And I'm going to tell you, most of these programs follow the state or regulations of either maybe your state or another state, which guess what? Okay, this is, I'm going to preface this with, this is not legal advice, but guess what? Homeschoolers don't have to follow state regulations. Did I just blow your mind right there? Homeschool regulations are not the same as state regulations. We don't have to do their scope and sequence in the way that they do it. We have the freedom, the amazing blessing of creating a tailor-made education where our children can learn. We don't need to dump them in front of a computer, dump them in front of some type of technology or a program that's just going to teach them. It's going to nanny them. That's going to be their teacher as opposed to us. You really have so much you can teach your child. And if you don't think that you do, it's because you've been ingrained in your brain and your mind that you don't have a lot to teach them. And we're made to think we don't know enough. However, we have amazing resources and it's okay to say to your child, you know, I don't know. Let's look it up. Let's find out. Let's grab a bunch of books from the library. Let's ask somebody. Say it's something that has to do with trees. Find an arborist. Find somebody who knows trees and nature and ask them. Field trips are amazing. Okay, now I'm just kind of, I could go on and on and on about all this stuff. However, the moral of the story is if you're going to pull your children from school, don't just jump out there. Don't go onto social media and ask people, what's the best program? Because you're going to get a thousand different opinions. And if you ask for my opinion, I'm going to say no program. The best program, in quotes program, to homeschool your child is you. You, your family, the wide world out there, and all of the possibilities. That is the best program. 
and I am so excited about you homeschooling. And maybe if I got you a little riled up right now, all right, let's go, girl. Last call here for entering the 10,000 podcast downloads giveaway. This ends on Sunday, April 10th. Your your review has to be posted. It'll tell the dates. And again, it can take two or three days to post, and that is okay. Just be sure to submit and hit that enter button on your review by midnight then on April 10th. And thank you again. I, I The podcast wouldn't be where it is without you. And so I thank you for listening, for sharing. And I just checked some of the other stats. And this podcast, again, just blowing my mind. I started the beginning of February, and here we are just two months into it. As of right now, this podcast ranks in the top 2% of all podcasts in the world. There's a lot. I think something in the billions, possibly. It has also ranked in places like, well, the United States, in Australia, Canada, the Dominican Republic, Great Britain, India, Malaysia, New Zealand, Nigeria, Philippines, and South Africa. How amazing is that? Love it. Thank you so much for your encouragement, your support, and I'm just more so than that. I'm so excited that you and your family are homeschoolers. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.